you'll get the insight and latest information on North Dakota State football. From the tailgate lot to the football field, our countdown is on. Here's your host of Heard It Here, Josh Swanson. It's a big one today, boys and girls. It's a real big one. Familiarity breeds contempt and old rivalries die hard. The the Cow College, the NDAC, the Aggies all week. You've seen it on social media. Our friends up north on I-29 pretending they belong on the same stage as the undisputed heavyweight champs of the FCS, the NDAC, the Agricultural College. Well, we can do art. We can do poetry and the finer things at the NDAC. So I'd like to begin this morning's Heard It Here with Swanee by sharing a poem with you. And I read, There are no doors to open, no windows to close. The stairs have no steps, no grass and but one tree. For the place I describe is UND. You're sad, you're mad, for you see the brochure lied. You're at UND, and all hope has died. How about that? How about that? The Fighting Hawks in town to take on the Bison. The second time, only the second time, the two schools, former bitter, bitter rivals in the days of the North Central Conference, Rocky Hager's fire and Roger Thomas's ice. This is the 112th meeting between these two programs, but only the second time since 2004 that they're playing. That all changes next year with the Fighting Hawks joining the Missouri Valley Football Conference. So we're going to get it cranked up right away. On Heard It Here with Swanee, I want to thank some of our sponsors, Welton's Tire Service, The Nest and Hankinson, Mindac Farmers Cooperative, Buffalo Wild Wings, Fargo Jet Center, Wild Rice Electric, Trans Systems, and Peterman Seeds of Holly. So what we're going to do right now, there's a lot of talk this week from Bison fans. I love you guys. All of you. Those of you who say, of course, this game's a rivalry. Swanee, of course it is. And those of you, like my brothers at Six Flags tailgating, who are at a safety meeting right now in North Fargo getting ready for the day's festivities, they're not a rival. They're not a rival, Swanee. Forget those guys. I want to go back in time. We've got some sound from the 1996 documentary Football America featuring the NDSU 
versus UND game. So, Josh, let's go ahead and play that sound and take our listeners back to what this rivalry used to be. This place has a lot of tradition. You look at the All-Americans back along the wall and the championships up on that wall and that kind of stuff. God, I don't want to be the one to ruin it. I sometimes fail to see where all the pressure is. Hey, boys and girls. I become a fan once in a while. I almost step back, even during the game a bit, and you watch your players and all the emotion. You say, this is kind of fun. It's time we do things to force these son of guns to have some respect for us. They'll never voice it. You can go 11 and 1. They'll never voice it. If the 1 is to those son of a guns north of us, your season's not a success. I told the team this week, hey, you guys, enjoy the week. I mean, who wouldn't want to play in front of a huge crowd that's screaming for you and against you? It's a violent, mean-ass war. They pester the daylights out of you. They make it dang tough to endure. And these years need some silence. But silence is impossible in the week leading up to the game as a line is drawn down the middle of Main Street, North Dakota. North Dakota stayed playing UND, two North Dakota teams. There's one winner, North Dakota. The state wins recognition. They think we're cold, we're bizarre, we're goofy living up here. What's this? It's a UND football player showing off his national championship ring. Ah. And then if you put two of them together, that's what the bison look like going to jail. There's actually two games going on. There's one played on the field, and there's one played here today. The game here today, we, if the Sioux win this game, we don't have to listen to Rocky cry for the next 364 days. Well, my grandpa was a barber back in Bowdoin, and he made the comment that you really haven't had your team arrive until every barber shop in the state is talking about the good that your team does. You think your people can handle the cold? Or? We practice outdoors in the turf on Tuesday, and we're practicing outdoors in the cold today. Every day is a bison day, and every day is bison weather. It doesn't matter if it's 99 or 10 below. Every coffee shop, every barber shop, uh, the emotion just is there on the tip of everybody's tongue, and they just are on one side of the fence or the other. They draw a line right in the snow. And Sioux fans are so arrogant. <laughs> God bless America, and God bless the fighting Sioux. Well, it's just their breeding. It's the prima donnas against the, uh, against the, uh, the blue-collar boys, you know? We're hardy people here, and uh, we, we build character. You flush your toilet at NDSU, you take a drink at UND, same water. What we say is if you want to go into farming, you go to NDSU. If you want to own the farm, you go to UND. I don't know about you, Bison Nation. I will never in my lifetime as a Bison fan forget those words of Dale Lennon at the end of the clip, former University of North Dakota defensive coordinator. If you, if you want to work on the farm, you go to NDSU. If you want to own the farm, you go to UND. You're telling me this rivalry isn't going to get fired up and cranked up as these two schools 75 miles apart start playing each other every single year? Are you telling me that's not going to be a big deal? Bison Nation, you heard what Rocky had to say. I grew up ball boying for Coach Hager. I grew up going to football camps at North Dakota State in the 1990s. And I will tell you this, college game day right now, Saturday slate, has NDSU versus UND up there under today's headlines right under Texas A&M 
in Clemson. The FCS champs, North Dakota State, have home game today. That's on game day right now. I literally just read that off the screen in the 740 The Fan Studios. You're telling me this isn't a big deal? Out of all the games on North Dakota State's schedule this fall, I could go to bed at night if we drop one to the Jack <laughs> Rabbits. I'm not going to like it, but I can put my head on the pillow and sleep. If we drop one to you and I, I can live with that. But if these sons of guns from up north were to beat the bison, that I cannot live with. That you cannot live with. Because wherever you are and wherever you work, you're going to have that Dale Lennon-esque UND fan coming into your office, strolling up to your pickup truck, walking up to you at the cafe or the bar or at Friday night lights where your kids are getting ready to play some high school football, and they are not going to let you forget that. This one matters. The Bison coaches and players, they know that. They've been coy this week. They've downplayed the significance of this rivalry. Don't for one minute, don't for a single second kid yourselves. Because at team meetings last night and this morning at the Fargo Dome, there is not a group of guys on this planet that want to disassemble, take apart, and demolish UND like the North Dakota State Bison. You don't think they're hungry for this one? You don't think they want this as much as Coach Hager would have wanted it 20 years ago? Bison fans. I'm like you. I grew up with this rivalry. I was at NDSU and UND games in the 1990s at the Fargo Dome, at Memorial Stadium in Grand Forks. I've been to games at Dakota Field and at the Alara Center. And don't tell me when you walk into the Fargo Dome today You're not going to feel that extra twinge, that hair on your neck standing up, that good old-fashioned contempt and animosity when you see those white and Kelly green jerseys. Don't tell me you're not going to shake your head and mutter a four-letter word under your breath. Don't tell me that when Trey Lance throw some touchdown passes this afternoon, or Ty Brooks or Dimitri Williams rips off a big touchdown run, you're not going to have a little extra, a little extra 
when you get up and stand and throw up the horns, man, I'm revved up. It is quarter after eight on Saturday morning on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, the fan and 107.3 FM. Make sure to check out our show page at 740thefan.com. Want to thank all of you wonderful, wonderful listeners for stopping by and saying hello in Minneapolis last weekend. Don't think that for a minute, after the buys and do something big today, you're not going to slap the bejesus in a high five of the guy next to you or the gal next to you because this one means something a little bit more. No matter what you say at tailgating, no matter what you say in public, you want this one bad. I want this one bad. North Dakota State wants this one bad because it's a rivalry, brothers and sisters. It's a rivalry. Oh, I love that, Josh. Let's crank this up a little bit. North Dakota State is a college football giant. And those folks from Grand Forks think they belong on the same stage as us? They think that they can throw the heavyweight punches? They think they're beating Iowa and Kansas State and Minnesota? They think they're sending guys to the NFL? They think they're being profiled on college game day? Let's show them a thing or two this afternoon. This is Herded here with Swanee on 740 AM the fan. Stay tuned. We got an interview with NDSU offensive line coach AJ Blazik coming up right after the break. Farmers Union boy here, born and raised, Mindak Farmers Cooperative, the Nest and Hankinson and Welton's tire service. And I'm hearing from Brother Swan. Justin Swanson's already on me this morning. The poem I read at the top of the hour called Hopeless about UND. He texts me and says, Where's the author's credit? Where's the author's credit, Justin? There's your there's your author's credit. We'll read that poem again later this morning. But right now, we had an opportunity on Heard It Here with Swanee to sit down with North Dakota State offensive line coach A.J. Blazik and talk about last week's game against Butler and this weekend's game against that school up north. Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The fan, we got the coach of the Rams, A.J. Blazik and grinning ear to ear, your Rams coach, they uh, they were moving some piles on Saturday against Butler. Yeah, I think they were excited to get out and get going a little bit. It was fun to watch them play. What uh, Going into the game, having a, a size advantage like that, obviously the Bison always want to try to run the football, but even in the, uh, the pass protection stuff, one of the comments Trey had after the game is his jersey wasn't dirty at all. Talk about the performance on the pass protection side of things. Well, I think that's something our guys, you know, they, they work on everything. They work on their technique. They're, they're guys that uh, they're definitely wired to keep working to get better. Uh, but you talk about the size advantage. You know, Kramer does a phenomenal job with our guys, and, and everybody knows that. Uh, one thing he's done is this summer and uh, into the spring, we've probably trimmed four to five pounds off each one of those guys that have played a little bit. And they're, they're a little more mobile. They're a little more durable. Um, they're guys that are really conscious of how they eat. And, and, you know, their focus isn't just on the football field. And so you get to see that carry on throughout their whole life, you know, their personal life, their daily life, academics and so forth. So um, it's a pretty special group, and it's fun to watch those guys, you know, push to get better every day. 
Talk about, I know fans, we see the final score. We see a big win. We're not watching tape after the coaching staff. You guys have had an opportunity to watch tape from that Butler game. How the guys grade out and what are some things you hope the unit improves on heading from week one into the big game against the University of North Dakota? Yeah, I think, you know, I think the biggest thing is they, we saw some stuff that we didn't plan for. They threw a couple wrinkles at us throughout the game and uh, the way the guys adjusted and just stayed calm and communicated. And I think that was probably one of the best things we did. Physically, I think we played pretty well, but with, you know, we, we got to do things a little bit better, a little bit longer, a little bit sharper, uh, tighten up some some issues we had in, in some different scheme stuff and really make sure from an assignment standpoint, we're locked and loaded. And I think now that you get into 2019 film from everybody you're playing, it's a little easier to have a beat on personnel, scheme, alignments, um, have an idea how guys are going to react to certain things. So, you know, we're excited. To, we've got tape on these guys now just from a week ago, and they're going to see them again here a week later. So makes it a lot better in preparation. NDSU offensive line coach AJ, AJ Blazik here with us on Herded Here with Swanee on 740 AM, the fan 107.3. When you go from a team like Butler moving on to the University of North Dakota who plays that 3-4 scheme, uh, what are some of the things that the Rams need to do to account for that uh, heading into the game Saturday? Well, we just got to have a really good idea where everybody is before the ball snapped. You know, when the ball snapped once there, it's sprinting to hit, and it's, you know, those teams that like to move and they like to make guys slow down and think a lot. Uh, really, the biggest thing for us is make sure we got our alignments as assignment. And you got a pretty good idea where they starting, and we play really, really fast. And when we do that, if we can keep playing fast and not slow down, things we got a chance to be pretty good, I think. The offensive line coach had referenced during the preseason one of the deepest, most experienced positions on the team. Zach Johnson, All-American, Dylan Radens, Volson there, Shoning. Were, were you guys happy as a staff with how many guys had the opportunity to play against Butler in Minneapolis? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that you're fortunate to do, and especially once you get to established program, is we had 13 linemen playing the game the other day. And I don't think that's the thing people don't realize on tape is, uh, you know, our, our starters, they, they they carried a big load and they got out and got going early. But, you know, I don't know if Raiden's hit 40 snaps. And, you know, you're playing 65 snaps in our style of offense. Each one's very physical. But you want to make sure, one, you're taking care of business. But that next group of guys, if they know they're ready to get a chance to play, their preparation during the week, their training, their focus, it's locked in. And when they're not getting a chance to play and it's just, hey, if somebody gets hurt, you might get in that focus sways a little bit. And so you get a chance. It's a fun thing right now to watch even this next wave keep getting better. Coach, you're no stranger to big games, having coached in the Big Ten, some big environments. You go from the target field with 35,000 in Minneapolis and now the University of North Dakota who would love nothing better to hang with the Bison. What are you telling your guys this week in that offensive line room going from one big game into another game uh, with uh, a lot of implications statewide with the NDSU-UND history? Yeah, I think, you know, the biggest thing the guys understand, and, and really it's it's my only my second game back here. I'll be the first one on the right sidelines. But, uh, you know, I, I, it was a phenomenal atmosphere to see 40,000 Bison fans show up three hours away for a home game. Uh, but they're excited just to be back at home. And it's the next week, and it's a, it's a game in Fargo, and they get to light things up and, and make it a rock concert here in the Fargo Dome. How excited are you for that? You know, your first game in the Fargo Dome, you see 35,000 in Minneapolis. Now you're coming to one of the best environments in college football in the Dome, and you've had an opportunity this summer to, to get to meet and visit with a lot of Bison fans and to finally get to see them at home. How excited are you personally for that? Well, I, it's huge. It's a really, really big deal. And you get a chance to uh, not only 
coach at a place like this, but but get the chance to coach in a program where the fan support and community support and state support is so strong. Um, you know, the, people look at FCS, mid-majors, power five, all the different abbreviations. Uh, I say here, I've, I've been a part of a lot of offensive lines the last 19 years, and this is the only place I've ever had guys jump multiple times because of noise. And so games in the Big Ten, games across the country, this will be as wild atmosphere, and, and I'm excited as heck to be a part of it. Coach, I have one more question for you. I, I got to ask it on Heard It Here with Swanee <laughs> on 740 AM, the fan. It's such a cliched question, but what is the offensive line? What do the Rams need to do to be successful this afternoon against the University of North Dakota? We got to raise our physicality level. We got to take the next step in how physical we play the game. Coach, appreciate your time, and uh, go get those sons You guys. got it. You got it. Thanks. A.J. Blazek, offensive line coach for the Rams for North Dakota State. He is an F-O-S, an instant F-O-S, friend of the swan. Friend of the swan. Coach Blazek has a fire in his belly. He is the quintessential offensive line coach. I wish I could play some of the stuff we talked about after that interview but the FCC would probably have a problem with that. His guys, the Rams, were doing work against Butler. 13, you heard Coach Blazek, 13 guys played. And the Rams are the honoriest, meanest sons of guns who were charged with protecting the sensation, number five, Trey Lance, the sensation, the prodigy, who's on ESPN's Heisman watch list this week. That is not made up. That is the hand-on-the-Bible truth. Trey Lance landed on ESPN's top 10 Heisman watch list for his performance against Butler, where all he did in stepping into shoes of the likes of Brock Jensen, Carson Wentz, and the juggernaut Easton, Easton Stick, the sensation... Trey Lance went 10 for 11, threw for a buck 85, threw for four touchdowns, and rushed the ball five times for 115 yards and two more scores. And you heard what Trey had to say after the game. His Rams made sure his jersey didn't get dirty. This afternoon in the Fargo Dome, brothers and sisters, North Dakota State is raising the 15th national championship banner in school history. Very few, as in you can count on two or three fingers the number of teams that have raised that many national championship banners. 15 national championships, 35 conference championships. The Rams are going to be hungry today. Code Green, Code Green, their counterparts, they turned in. Nobody's talking about what Code Green did against Butler. Code Green turned in a workmanlike, hard hat, lunch pail performance and only giving up a field goal last week. Jabril Cox, James Hendricks, Josh Bridges, Marquise Hayes, Derek Tuska, The Undertaker, burying a Butler running back right out of the gate. 
those guys are going to be ready this afternoon to contain that UND offense. It's going to be a fun one. Let's go. Uh, we're going to bring on Chase Miller from 740 The Fan and Nolan Smith from Bison Illustrated for FCS Face the Nation Roundtable, and we'll get a big old heaping, a big old spatula out of the goodness casserole that is herded here and talk about the North Dakota State UND game on herded here with Swanee right after this commercial Listen here, bison country, as Swanee and the rest of the folks at the home ranch lasso up the good, bad, and mostly the ugly, the really ugly. Like a hard day and night of tailgating for 15 hours ugly of NDSU's opponents on the Thundering Herd cast. The ugly. That's on me this morning, folks. The the ugly. I'm a. I'm gonna get my North Dakota card stripped from the folks at the home ranch. I, I get a message from cousin Luke in Castleton after I made that off off the cuff remark about a heaping goodness of casserole. He says, "Swanee, it's hot dish around here, man. Sounds like you're fired up today. It is hot dish. I know better, guys. I know better. It's hot dish, not casserole." We're not some heathens eating casseroles. Welcome back to Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The Fan 107.3 FM. Make sure to check out our show page at 740thefan.com. Go to the podcast link. Check out Heard It Here and listen to our podcast, weekly podcast we do, going more in-depth and getting a little more crazy. The thundering Herdcast, as you heard that sounder. Want to thank our sponsors, Welton's. Tire Service, The Nest and Hankinson, Mindac Farmers Cooperative, Wild Rice Electric, Buffalo Wild Wings, Peterman Seeds of Holly, Fargo Jet Center, and Trans Systems. We've got the FCS Face the Nation Roundtable with Nolan Schmidt from Bison Illustrated. You can check out Nolan and Mine's podcast, the Bison Illustrated podcast at Bison Illustrated. Dot com and Chase Miller, the the journeyman, doing all sorts of things for 740 The Fan. He's dialing up from uh, St. Paul where he's got the Red Hawks games. You guys have heard about it from fans all week. So let's start with this. Let's get the fan base whipped into a lather. Our fans don't care so much about who's playing defense for UND or for that matter, who's playing offense for UND. What they want to talk about is, is this a rivalry? I'll start with you, Nolan Schmidt. Is this a rivalry? I think that it has the potential to become a rivalry again. I think I think a good word to use, and I think I saw this, I, I'm lifting this from somebody that I think responded to to one of either one of your articles or one of your tweets this week, Swanee, was dormant. I think that's a really good word to describe this rivalry right now. Eric Yonker it's, had that. It's dormant. I, I, that, that's what it is. And I think when we see, you know, it might start with this game today. You know, these teams are going to start playing every single year from here on out as UND joins the Missouri Valley Football Conference next season. First game in, in, at the Alaris Center in 2021. I think a lot of factors have to go into it, but I think a good start is that, well, they just so happen to play every single season. 
obviously we want to see UND get to that point where you know they're competing like a South Dakota State did when they came into the Division One era. We want to see like a, a South Dakota type school. We want to see that competitiveness in this rivalry. I think that's obviously going to help things too. But you know, I, I think a lot of things have to work. You know, right. I think that obviously there's no trophy that they're playing for now. They're not playing for the nickel trophy. You know, what do you do about that? Do you do something about that? I don't know, but it's dormant right now. But if they continue to play every single year, which will happen, I don't see why it can't become what it was in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s. Chase Miller, 740, the fan, coming to us on location from St. Paul. What have you been hearing this week? And you, you're a guy who grew up in, in uh, North Dakota around this. Is this a rivalry? Yeah, I think the thing that you have to remember, Swanee, is these two teams you mentioned about the nickel, right? So when the nickel got done in 2003, when the Bison made that jump up, what happened in 2004 was South Dakota State slowly became the rival because they played every year. And if you go back a decade, there was definitely a void, I think, between both schools because you knew at the end of the season there was a NCC conference title on. Oh, Chase, I think we dropped Chase. What Chase was talking about, the fact of the 1990s, every time these schools played, it was toward the end of the year, like the clip from Football yeah. America we had listened to, and it was for a North Central Conference championship. It was for a berth in the NCAA Division II playoffs. And UND, with all due respect. You're that back, Chase? Go ahead. All right, you got it, buddy. Take off. Yeah, and 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 what I was saying with the uh, with with the Dakota Marker Trophy when it started in 2004, when that became a thing consistently, and those two teams met, you know, five, six, seven years down the road every year, and then they met in the playoffs, and then South Dakota State beat NDSU to win, uh, you know, the the trophy back, the Dakota Marker. That became the rivalry because NDSU and UND didn't play anymore, guys. So I think for me. This is a rivalry when you go back to the tradition and the history of it, but for the current players and maybe for some of the current coaches who weren't from around the region, they might not consider this a true rival when you talk to some of these players unless you talk to a Jade Lawrence from Moorhead, Minnesota, or maybe a Ty Brooks from Fargo. They might consider this more of a rivalry if they grew up with it, but right now the rival, I think, on not just on paper but on a consistent level for a lot of Bison fans has become South Dakota State because of those playoff games, because of those matchups with the Dakota marker. But I'll tell you what, go five, six, seven years down the road with this matchup, and if UND can win a game, if they meet in the playoffs like they did against uh, SDSU because of the regionalization of the FCS postseason, this will become what it was again. I just don't know if it will reach the peak of the late 90s guys in the early 2000s when you really had that was the game on television everyone was watching it and that was like the only game you know on television which even gave it a bigger bigger scope familiarity breeds contempt why do bison fans dislike south dakota state so much when i was growing up and going to school in the maddock 58348 when i was an undergrad student matriculating at north dakota state sdsu wasn't a big deal but the Bison and Jacks make the jump to Division One together. South Dakota State wins the first Dakota marker game. South Dakota State goes to the FCS playoffs before NDSU does. And since 2011, since 2011 when this dynasty began, NDSU has played South Dakota State 13 times. 13 times in eight years the Bison have played the Jacks. And four of those times have been 
in the playoffs in 2012, 14, 16, and 18, including last December with a trip to Frisco in the national championship on the line. So when you talk to Bison fans, that familiarity breeds contempt. They know who Taron Christian was and didn't like him. They know who Dallas Goddard was and didn't like him. They remember Zach Zenner and didn't like him. I can tell you growing up, Shannon Burnell, I didn't like him. Mike Manasson, Tim Timbazar from UND, I did not like them. That big, ugly Klein Saucer selling Sheboygan hot dogs from Carrington just down the road from Maddox, I didn't like him. I might have changed my mind when he started playing for Skull Vikings, but when he was playing for UND, I did not like him because we saw those big uglies so much. So I think, Chase, you're you're on to something there where as these schools start to play more, things will get geared up. But I know, Nolan, this week when we were doing our podcast, we were taking some friendly fire by as a nation. We were taking some friendly fire. It's not a rivalry, guys. It's a rebel, rebel, rebel. We're just the middleman. We're just facilitating We're the a conversation here. And I think, you know, Chase brings up a really good point is that South Dakota State, the reason that NDSU fans have so much contempt, not only that they play every year, it's one thing for to play every year, but South Dakota State has proven time and time again that they can beat North Dakota State. They've beaten them two times in a row for the Dakota marker, once in Brookings and once in Fargo. They've done that. And UND did that during the Division Two days. We need to get back to a point where UND is competitive with NDSU and is on the cusp of winning games, even if they're on the cusp of winning games. If they lose by a touchdown, three points. If they win a game, that's when this rivalry is going to hit a fever pitch again, guys. Chase Miller, 740 The Fan. You had a really good interview that's up on the 740 The Fan website with Ty Brooks, the Fargo South product, earlier this week. He's good buddies and was a teammate with James Johannesson, the running back for UND when they were at Fargo South. Talk about that. And you you caught you caught some uh some heck from Mr. Brooks because you, you were disrespected of Chase. Yeah, I think the one thing that a lot of people can go back to in the, you know, division two days of this game between North Dakota State and North Dakota is the fact that how many guys that you played with in high school or grew up with around your community either were become your rivals then going to the other school or uh, guys that were your rival in high school all of a sudden become your best friend because you're both playing for the nickel trophy and the same thing. And I'm curious how this is going to continue to grow. And, you know, this might be the last time in a while. I know both universities try to recruit as much as they can in the uh, backyard of North Dakota and the backyard of Minnesota. But let's be honest, guys, the recruiting landscape has widened for both of these programs. And you're seeing guys from, you know, NDSU's, own part getting guys from florida getting guys from missouri georgia so the guy the players on the roster there might not be as much as this james johannes and ty brooks former fargo south bruins that shared the backfield together won a championship their junior year lost in the semifinals. they rushed for over three thousand yards 50 touchdowns you know in their senior season combined and you kind of ask these guys are you friends are you not friends and ty kind of said well you know what i talk with him he's my best bud you know we we talk every week and I was asking about, well, are you guys going to give each other a handshake or a fist pump or something at the 50-yard line during warm-ups? He goes, I don't know, man. I'm kind of a changed changed individual come game day. And, and the last point, to your to your individual comment, Swanee, about you know uh, disrespecting him, he just had to ask because, you know, Ty Brooks is going to give you a sound bite. I asked, well, who's the better runner? And Ty Brooks went, he paused for a second, looked at me and goes, me. 
man, that's disrespectful. So it was it, it, it was just funny how it just kind of came about. But that that's a storyline that I know a lot of people have written about, that a lot of people have uh, interviewed both players about, former coaches, Troy Mathern, about when he was at Fargo South. And, and these are stories, guys, that I think made the rivalry what it was on top of the actual games between the hash marks. And I just hope – I just hope we kind of get some of these stories as it becomes a yearly, you know, meeting moving forward that you get two guys from the same high school or two guys from the same community that maybe were best friends, still are best friends, but now, you know, they're on opposite sides of the fence, so to speak. Ty Brooks, it was tongue-in-cheek with Chase. You'll have to listen to the interview. He wasn't being serious about it. It was tongue-in-cheek. It was pretty funny. You know, I got to throw you talk about that NDSU-UND split. My twin brother, a guy that I was literally brought into this world with, we were we were womb, womb mates. We shared a room going back to the days of our birth. Justin Swanson, the Bison's Bison, the godfather who was at the Tyler Jangula golf stuff. If there ever was a Rocky Hager Bison, it was Justin Swanson growing up. If you would have told me Justin Swanson would have married a girl from the University of North Dakota that Justin Swanson would have married a UND fan and had UND paraphernalia in his house. I'm calling you out, Justin. I'm calling you out. His wife, Mandy, is a University of North Dakota graduate. Justin, stay strong, brother. Fist up, horns up. Where that bison stuff, man. You got you to gotta represent today. Stand up, be a man. Stand up and be a man, Justin. Real quick before we go to break here on Heard It Here with Swanee. I was at a football camp in high school at Devil's Lake. North Dakota back when Dale Lennon was the head coach at the University of Mary after he was a defensive coordinator at UND. Coach Lennon comes up. This is a true story. Coach Lennon comes up to Brother Swan and I and says, I hear you uh, you Maddox boys, you're pretty uh, big Bison fans and you're ball boys for NDSU. Is that right? Yes, sir, Coach. That's right. says, well, we won't kick you to the sideline too much today, but we'll recognize your uh, football deficiencies. So, hey, coach, got a joke for you. And I, my wife's nodding her head because I can't help myself. Sometimes my mouth thinks faster than my brain. Say, coach, I got a joke for you. What's the last side of intelligent life in Grand Forks? Because what's that? Said Fargo, 75 miles. This is Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The Fan, 107.3 FM. We'll be back with our Pick'em segment right after this. 740 The Fan. Taxi. <laughs> Follow that station. Follow us on Twitter. Eh, yeah, we're big time. Follow 740 The Fan on Twitter. Links available on 740thefan.com. When you do business at Welton's Tire Service in Lisbon, you're doing business with a friendly, family-owned and operated business with amazing, over-the-top customer service at affordable prices. Welton's always guarantees customer satisfaction and workmanship. You'll get honest, dependable service from the team at Welton's Tire Service and great brands for every bank. Contact Welton's for your auto service solutions and on-farm tire service, too. Welton's Tire Service, your local Goodyear dealer on Main Street in Lisbon or online at weltonstire.net. Break out the sunscreen, fill the cooler, and crack open some coconuts. It's the Sea-Doo Yellow Tag Sales Event at Seabird Power Sports. You've got plenty of time to get your family out onto the water with a brand new Sea-Doo Seeds. Peterman Seeds has a large supply of lawn seed, and they even have a lawn seeder available for rent. Get your yard looking green and lush. This is also a great time to think ahead about wheat, soybeans, and corn for next year. The top varieties and top quality, giving you top yields. That's Peterman Seeds. 
Peterman Seeds, right off Highway 10 in Hawley. Give them a call today, 1-800-326-3102. Yes, sir. At NDSU, unlike the no-good cattle rustlers and horse wranglers down south on I-29, it's always a bonanza. Every week, Swanee brings you his key moments behind the herd's bountiful harvest. Giddy up, bison country. I'm getting in all kinds of trouble this morning, folks, on Heard It Here with Swanee at 740 AM, the fan. I've got one of my college roommates sending me texts like, dude, you just put your brother on blast, and we're having a good time. His wife went to UND. We love those guys. It's all in good fun. It's it's tongue-in-cheek. Justin and Mandy, and, and I could tell them, you know, yesterday I actually finished an article for the UND Law Review. I, I do some stuff with the law school there, their oil and gas stuff called Ignorance of the Constitution is Not Bliss. The takings clause protects against the state of North Dakota claiming private minerals under Lake Sakakawea by virtue of the United States acquiring the land for the Garrison Dam Project, an article I did for the – yeah, that's a, that's the a title of the article for the UND Law Review. So, Justin, I didn't – I didn't mean to get you into trouble, man. Uh, and I got another UND fan, Jeff. Let's go to Jeff real quick on the line. He wants to needle me about some stuff. Jeff, fire away, buddy. Hey, listen, it's called Fighting Sue, Jeff. You know, you're starting to sound a lot like the Minnesota Gophers, you know. That's they, the meanest uh, thing they, you could say to me, Jeff. I, you know, it's actually a compliment. Uh, when you take a look at your brother, he actually married up in this world, marrying a nice. UND graduate. And I, I have to say, UND graduate or NDSU graduates, we need a lot of them to work on our farms and in our businesses um, that us UND graduates own. Well, That's you guys, you I guys need say. someone to win national championship batters too. And hey, then, and go, then go ahead, when Jeff. The UND fans drive home tonight. The NDSU fans think that there's lights above that city uh, to the north, but as you keep going north, that's actually you learn, Swanee. It's actually a halo. A halo. <laughs> well, I'd call it something else. I appreciate the call, Jeff, and that's that's a good point. You, Go through. You, uh, you hoisted uh, my petards out of the fire, man. Justin Elk kicked his coverage. Well, we can all agree on Justin Elk kicking his coverage. And, guys, I'll start with you, Chase Miller, since you have the familiarity with the University of North Dakota and the Fighting Hawks. They've got some playmakers on defense that the Bison are going to have to be careful about. Yeah, and we're going to hear more about that, Swanee, coming up at 9.15 on my show with University of North Dakota defense coordinator Eric Schmidt. Brian Sean's going to preview the game around 9.30, then a little sit-down with Trey Lance around 9.50. So selfish plug, make sure you listen to FCS Saturday for a full hour after the Heard It Here with Swanee's done. But here, here's what I like about this matchup. We can always talk about the battle between the trenches. I think any time you play North Dakota State, because that's where you got to win. However, if UND can get this game into second and longs, third and longs, and use that 3-4 defense, come with exotic blitz packages against Trey Lance, the question is, can you corral Trey Lance and keep him in the pocket? And then if they do try to throw to Phoenix Sproles and Christian Watson and take their shots, there's a guy by the name of Evan Holmey wears number six for UND. He's a senior, a shutdown corner. They have a good safety, very reminiscent for Bison fans that might take a look at a James Hendricks. Well, they got a guy by the name of Jordan 
candidate for uh, UND, six-foot junior. He roams the field across the middle, so that's a lot of fun. Obviously, Jade Lawrence at uh, linebacker for UND. You'll be seeing him get some reps with Larson and Rogers and company. And then they got a big guy on the defensive line in Mason Bennett, who's got 16-and-a-half career total sacks. He's already got a sack-and-a-half this year. He's going to be a big pass, uh, edge rusher. So the 3-4 defense of UND with the blitzes, how can they contain that run game? How can they contain Trey Lance? There's a lot to ask for, but this will without question be a better opponent than what they saw against uh, Butler last week at Target Field. But the matchups, Evan Holm, Jordan Candy in the back, going up against some of these tight ends, Swanee and, and Nolan, and alongside, obviously, with Phoenix, Sproles, and Watson. That'll be a good matchup as the, day, as the game progresses. You know, Jeff from UND talked about a halo above Grand Forks. I think what he really meant was toilet seat. Thanks, Yonser. <laughs> Nolan Schmidt, Trey Lance. Trey Lance could have another, the sensation, <laughs> number five, the sensation could have another big day today. Well, I think, you know, Chase really hit home on some really good playmakers for UND. And I think when you look at the the matchup on paper, it's we see an imposing Bison offensive line against, you know, a relatively undersized, you know, front three uh, of UND. But the thing that I'm really looking to, guys, is what is UND going to do with their quarterback? Obviously, Andrew Zimmerman was named the the starter over Nate Ketteringham, who's going to be out for the foreseeable future. I mean, obviously, Drake's a different kind of opponent who UND faced last last week, and Andrew Zimmerman came in and had a great game against Drake. But this is this is NDSU. This is Code Green defense, and he, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Chase, he's making his first career start as a fifth year senior against North Dakota State in the Fargo Dome. Am I not? Is that is that not correct? Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that's played a lot, but he hasn't been able to really start multiple games. So, I mean, for for him, he's kind of been the backup. You know, Brad Heidelball beat him out a, a couple of years ago when they went to Montana. Obviously, uh, Nate Kendringham beat him out last year. So you look at a guy who's been with the program, and, and this could be reminiscent to what Swanee and I talked about earlier, Nolan, Cole Davis. I mean, if Cole mm-hmm. Davis had to come in during certain stretches, we don't know how he would have performed, and there's nothing against Cole. We just never saw him out there. We have seen Zimmerman. But back to your point, Nolan, he just hasn't been in this situation, you know, consistently enough to really maybe absorb everything that's coming at him. He'll be fine. He's a senior. It's just a matter of how much can he, you know, absorb within this week and then move forward. And we'll find out more, obviously, with Kedringham after the game. Running out of daylight here. I heard it here with Swanee on 740 AM, The Fan, and 107.3 FM. Make sure to check out our show page at 740thefan.com. Click on podcasts and search for Heard It Here. want to thank our sponsors, Welton's Tire Service. The Nest and Hankinson, Mindac Farmers Cooperative, Wild Rice Electric, Buffalo Wild Wings, Peterman Seeds of Holly, Fargo Jet Center, Trans Systems, Seaberg Power Sports, Yonke Insurance, and Altenorf Trucking. Guys, quick, let's get to your predictions. Hit me. Hit me. NDSU, 32 point favorite. I'm going to go a 38 to 7 Bison win. What do you got, Chase? Uh, he took my 38. I'll go 41-17. I'll go a little bit closer, 41-17. 31-17. What did you have, Nolan? 38-7. to Well, let me tell you, brothers and sisters of Bison Nation, there are no doors to open, no windows to close. The stairs have no steps, no grass, and but one tree. For the place I describe is UND. You're sad, you're mad, for you see the brochure lied. You're at UND, and all hope has died because this is Bison country. This is Bison nation, where the strength of the herd is the bison, and the strength of the bison 
is the herd, and the herd is going to stampede today, and it's going to be a big, big win. And number five, the sensation Trey Lance is going to be getting after it. What's the score? Bison 45, UND 7. Go herd. This is Herded here with Swanee at 740 AM, the fan, 107.3 FM, and 740thefan.com, and every day is a Bison day.